Welcome to the Healthy Team, Healthy Business Podcast, where each episode we discuss ways to improve the health of the team that makes up your business and ultimately helps improve your business. We'll discuss mind, body, spirit, and finance as the foundation of building this healthy team. Before we get started on our first episode, today we'd like to discuss the backgrounds of your host, Dave Kent and Josh Phelps. Josh, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure, Dave. Um, my name is Josh Phelps. I'm a small business owner here in um, the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. We have a business in our family that's called Winchester Metals, where we're a steel distribution and fabrication company. Uh, we have about 48 employees right now. Um, and we are, uh, the last year or so, um, started really trying to dive into uh, health and wellness with our employees to try to spread the message of you know being a healthy person um, and bringing that not only to for yourself but bring that bring that back to work um, I don't have a background specifically in um, health and nutrition my background really is in economics finance that kind of stuff but um, just a passion that I've had for a while and I found my way to uh, this stuff by actually when we hired someone to come talk to us about health and wellness at our company. Um, I got turned on to the idea of coaching. I put myself through through a coaching program and um, am now doing that for our staff. And I also do that for individual clients as well on kind of on the side um, where I help people specifically. I, I focus on ketogenic diets and I'm, I'm sure in future episodes we'll get into specific protocols, but that's kind of my area of expertise. And then um, but I try to just spread the message to our employees and hopefully they can make uh, you know, make different choices for themselves as they go forward. So that's kind of how I got to where I am now. Um, and I understand you too, David, have a um, story to tell about how you got where you are and, and a little bit about your health journey. Yeah, thank you for sharing that, Josh. Uh, similar kind of uh, aspects. My family's been owning and operating businesses for the last four generations. I'm the fourth generation. And really just been able to see the, the positive impact my dad was able to have on about the same uh, 25 to 35 team members that he's been leading for the last few decades and, and now uh, handing the reins over to myself and just the positive impact we can have on our team. We've been doing a morning meeting for the last decade, uh, focusing more on lean manufacturing and what does lean mean to a business and to all the teammates there. COVID, like you had mentioned, kind of really flipped everything on its head uh, from a financial standpoint, uh, as well as just are we handling the current so-called crisis correctly in regards to the teammates' health? Uh, so we really started adding other aspects besides just the lean at our morning meetings, focusing on health and how do we ensure our teammates are leaving happy and uh, they're understanding their finances, they're understanding their health, they're understanding how they contribute to the team and, and how they can really be an asset to our team. So it's really been you know, an enjoyable journey for the last decade and now kind of adding a lot more of those different uh, topics that we talked about, health, body, mindset, and finance to our morning meetings and how do we again help to develop our team and make sure they're going home at the end of the day happy. Um, so been working on that, like I said, for the last decade. Uh, do you want to share, Josh, a little bit about how you got started on the journey and, and what you're doing here at Winchester Metals? Yeah. Um, so 
I, you know, background wise, I, I grew up, I was a, I was kind of the scrawny, wiry kind of kid. Um, I was always small and I was not a great athlete. So, um, there's nothing, no, no cool stories there to tell. Um, I got, I started lifting and then, uh, when I got out of college, uh, I got into martial arts when I was in college, I kind of back up there. So that was the first time I ever felt like I was, I found something that I was average or above average at as far as athletics go. Um, and then after college, I started lifting and I really got into that. It uh, felt good. I, I, I didn't have a lot of natural strength, even though I was a kind of a farm kid. I never was the strong guy. So any strength that I got, I definitely earned in the gym. Um, so that was my thing. And then late, when I got into my early 30s, someone convinced me to try a, a bodybuilding competition. And... Um, so I gave that a shot. And so that was the first time that I understood the impact of nutrition on, on the body. Now that was specifically for, um, body composition, obviously in a competition like that, but it wasn't necessarily as much about performance and everything. So, but I did learn a lot about manipulating your nutrition to have an outcome on your body. So that was the first exposure to that. Um, that was a big, that was a big thing for me back in those days as a, as a, you know, 30 something bachelor, you know, part of the party scene was still part of my, mm-hmm. <laughs> part of my regular routine. So the idea of like not drinking for four or five months, um, you know, eating seven times a day, eight times a day, measuring every calorie every day for those 20, 25 weeks or whatever it was that I did. Um, it's pretty intense change, but it was, it was kind of cool. So, um, I did that for a couple of years and got out of that. And then, um, you know, later on, like I mentioned earlier, we had a coach here at work that introduced the concept of the, of ketosis and the ketogenic diet to us, which as a former bodybuilder and someone who kind of manipulated carbs to either, you know, gain or lose muscle or weight or whatever. Um, this idea of cutting them out completely and all that was just complete insanity to me. But I tend to be a little bit hard-headed and also very curious. Um, so, and people say things. A nice way to say it is disciplined, I guess. <laughs> but I, I dove head first into keto just to see if it was really a thing. And for me, it was uh, an eye-opening and kind of game-changing experience. My health has been great for the past four plus years that I've been doing that. Um, just a little side note, which is kind of interesting. You know, I've been a seasonal allergy sufferer literally my whole life. Um, so this is the, this is now the third year that I know of in my, since I was probably five or six years old that I'm not taking any allergy medication at all. And I know it's a hundred percent because of I change the way I eat. Um, so what a powerful impact that is. I mean, you know, the amount of money we spent over the years on, that kind of stuff, always making sure I had my inhaler with me when I went camping or something. I mean, all that kind of stuff has been, has been, is now gone just because I've made some intentional changes with my nutrition. So, um, I think that's interesting too. Like that's the thing that so many people will just say, that's normal, right? You don't have an inhaler. Like that's a normal thing. That's not normal. Right. And I've had the same exact experience as you in that I no longer have seasonal allergies I grew up with cats my whole life and then all of a sudden around time like 14, 15 just started developing crazy allergies from 14 or 15 until the last year or two when I did the same type of a regimen. 
And it's just wild that that's not normal. That isn't obesity is not normal. Allergies are not normal. These different things that are now the quote unquote new normal that people try to say that, oh, you just need to go see the doctor and get your prescription filled or your new Claritin. That's not some tweaks can, can work that out. I agree. And that, that I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things I've found on my journey and learning about all this um, nutrition information is one of the simplest things you can do is just look back at um, our ancestors and, and think about how they would have lived and what they would have had access to in terms of nutrition and their surroundings. And whenever I start <clears throat> find myself kind of going down the rabbit hole of the biology and trying to, cause that's not my background. So I can get lost in that pretty quick, but understanding the processes and people start talking about enzymes and all this kind of stuff, you start to lose your audience. Well, if you just, what I tell the people that I work with here at our company is if you were to snap your fingers and it was 50,000, 80,000, 200,000 years ago, and you were still sitting in the same spot, what would that have looked like? What would your options have been? You know, to how would you eat? What would you have? Um, and so you just think of it in those terms and you get back to the very basics and understand, you know, what, what would have been your availability, how often you would have eaten. You know, that's something that I know you, you're better at, um, some of the longer term, more disciplined fasting protocols than I am. And I think that's powerful tool that we have. Um, but that's not weird, right? <laughs> it's, it's normal. So another thing I try to break down is that stigma that I think is, is unfortunate and I get it here at, at work because I'm known as that healthy guy, right? Uh, oh, you do all that weird, healthy stuff. <laughs> well, you know, why is being healthy weird? <clears throat> it should not be weird. It should not be strange. Um, and I try to let people understand that, you know, being healthy is actually the normal condition of any organism. Um, what we've done to ourselves as humans is unfortunate and that we've caused ourselves to be mostly unhealthy. And then we rely on, you know, modern medicine to bail us out when the, the answer is really simply figure out what's causing that, get rid of it and go back to basics. And I think that's kind of what I, the messages I start trying to convey to our, you know, to our teams so just think about it in terms of that. Don't worry about, you know, the specific, uh, don't worry about when you, why do I got to cut out sugar? Why do I got to do spot? Don't worry about that. What would you have eaten 200,000 years ago? and head in that direction. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's what I like to always just kind of challenge people with what I always kind of liken that to is constant curiosity. If you're curious about, Hey, I'm going to try to see if I can't keep being a bodybuilding competition. You say you're eating seven times a day. I can't even imagine right. stretching my stomach that many times in a day, <laughs> but you know, then now you're trying fasting and ketosis and all these other things. And see what works, see what helps, see what, you know, again, stops the allergies. And you've obviously started to find the cure as you're, you're getting older, you're feeling better than you did when you're in your thirties. Mm -hmm. And that's to me, again, is, is what this is all about. And it kind of for, uh, parlays back into lean. And that's a big aspect is constant curiosity is my finances as good as they could be. Well, no. Okay. Well then what could I do to improve them? And it's not just, well, I don't make enough money. My job sucks. I hate people. My wife spends all my money. You know, it, challenge those different aspects mm. and being able to stay level-headed and just have a conversation about why are you the healthy freak and being able to ask you questions and then learn from that and apply it to, to my own life. If I can't get out of a truck during stops or if I wake up bloated every single morning, that's not as you were alluding to the normal 
uh, way we're to, to live our lives. That was not how the caveman lived. They were not right. rolling the rock back from the door and as they burped and farted their way out to the hunt that morning. So that's how we need to, to figure out how to get back to that. How do you, how do you find David when you, when you want to start having those conversations with people, how do you, how do you open that door? Oh, that's kind of back to the constant curiosity because, uh, I don't always do a great job of that. Uh, that's probably one of my number one things I want to improve upon. Uh, a very kind of what you're saying, disciplined and I love structure. I was in the Marine Corps for four years in the infantry where structure was what you live and die by since those that are, you know, to your left and right are dependent upon you to, to have that discipline and structure of when, a, when to pull the trigger, when not to pull the trigger, when to clear a room, not to clear a room. So it's really hard for me at times to, 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 to broach that subject or to do that. Um, but last 10 years, like I said, we've been doing a morning meeting as a company and that's really where I've been trying to not only harness my own skills, but the rest of the team develop uh, at that morning meeting. So a lot of it is shut up, try to, to talk less for me. You know, again, we've got two ears and one mouth, listen to what other people are saying. So that's, that's the biggest thing I would say for myself is, is stop talking so much. I feel like as the leader, a lot of times, you know, we have to have all the answers. We have to be telling people, this is what I need you to do. The company's good. The company's fine. We're all thriving. That's not reality. You know, so it's, the ability to shut up and listen and, and hear what your team and what are their struggles because you can't also help them and solve those IBS issues or the smoking issues that they maybe have unless you shut up and listen and you hear why there may be, I smoke a pack a day because I started with my dad back in when I was 15 years old, hypothetically, and now he's gone, but it reminds me of my dad. Um, and sadly, I've had stories similar to that. And, you know, it's, that's a whole nother, another level of complexity on trying to get that person then to quit because there's obviously a lot more just attachments than just the, the physical attachment of the cigarettes. Yeah. So. And you know what, that, that reminds me, that brings me something that I think is interesting to talk about too. We've, we've become an excuse ridden society and what you just alluded to is exactly that. And, and also I don't want to bash the medical profession. I'm, I'm very careful to try not to do that because they do play a role in, in our overall health picture, but, um, they, they're, they, they chase symptoms, but I think they also will enable that a little bit. They'll say, well, uh, diabetes runs in your family or obesity runs in your family. Uh, alcoholism runs in your family. Well, somebody's got to break that cycle. And so why can't it be you? I mean, that's, that's the part. That, so those tough conversations, they aren't always fun. Um, but they're very real. And so the, I'll get that a lot with some of my, either my private clients or even coworkers that want to come ask me some further questions after our sessions about that. And they'll, and they'll say things like that. You know, I, this is the way my family's always eaten or this is, well, does it have to be that way? I mean, is there, is there a rule somewhere that says that? Um, you talk about lean, you know, the, the most dangerous words in any business are, this is the way we've always done it. Right. Um, Okay, we'll just keep doing that because then the same thing's going to happen again tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Well, if you wake up out of bed feeling sore and bad every day, what are you doing to change that? Um, well, my dad always felt bad when he got out of bed. Or <laughs> my uncle had a bad back, so I've got a bad back. Is that what you want? Do you want to have a bad back or do you want to feel like you can just totally take on the world when you get up in the morning? I'd rather feel like that. Yeah. How do you get there? <clears throat> Ryan's you the ham story, uh, if you're familiar with that story of the... Oh, yeah. 
the uh, daughter and mother were cooking a ham for, for Christmas and the mother said to the daughter, make sure you slice off the sides of the ham. And she said, okay, I can, I've sliced the different sides of the, the ham off, but why do we do it? Well, I don't know. My mom always sliced the sides of the ham off. So the daughter said to the mom, well, let's call grandma and find out why does grandma cut the sides of the ham off? I want to know why. So the mom picked up the phone, calls the grandmother and asked her. And she says, well, I only cut the sides of the ham off because the pot wasn't big enough to hold the ham. Uh, obviously, the, the moral of the story is you need to know why we're doing things and not just be going along with the, my dad had a bad back, so I'm going to have a bad back. Mm -hmm. And that's a pretty, like you said, bad attitude. And to me, just kind of already setting ourselves up with different excuses on why something's not going to happen. So like you said, it's the harder conversations and being able to you know, again, be vulnerable with one another and say, hey, what are some of my weaknesses? How do I help or how can you help me improve on these? Uh, but then also to our delivery you know, as team leaders and, and being in charge of our companies. What are we doing to to create the atmosphere that people are feeling like they can come and say, hey, Josh, I've had issues with drinking. I've had issues with fried chicken. What can, what can I do? How do I how do I get better? Yeah, I, I agree with that. And the other thing is, um, you know, because I've been I've been in our business for approaching 23 years and as a, as a kind of like you, the next generation family guy, that I feel like I'm under a microscope all the time, you know, thinking this guy's got an ulterior motive. Well, you know, I make no bones about the fact that we are a for-profit business. You know, I'm here to make money. I want our employees to make money. Um, and the way we do that is we have to make smart decisions and we have to um, be healthy and efficient. So one of the things I try to make sure I'm aware of is that I'm be, I will be looked at in, in that lens that well, the, the reason he's preaching to me about um, I use that word on purpose about health and nutrition is because um, he doesn't want his insurance premiums to be so high, right? <laughs> and but there's a, there's a larger part to that, which is well, if the company's insurance premiums are down, each individual person's insurance premiums are going to be down, so everyone benefits from that. Um, or if the company's insurance premiums are down. Uh, there's more profit to be divvied out or there's more raises to be given or there's more parties to be had or wh whatever it is, there's definitely a return on that investment. So I don't lead with that, but I do try to weave that in and help people understand that, you know, there is a financial incentive to being healthy when it comes to the workplace. And I think that's an important tie-in that, and I, I know you and I in future episodes will keep making those tie-ins, but um, when people are out sick, it's disruptive. It, it impacts production. It could affect your customers, which affects everything because that is your business. And people need to understand that. So these these uh, unplanned absences that are you know very preventable, that in my opinion from from you know health issues, um, are things that are very real. And if they can be prevented, man, what a better work environment you have, kind of overall. Yeah. I think. Well, I mean, that talks about the finance aspect, but also just the mind and the, and the spirit. I mean, is that person sitting at home if they're sick and they're happy with, you know, an, an overall life? No, they're, they're probably miserable, which means they're probably treating their family members not as nicely as well as they could because they're in pain. So, you know, the, the insurance premiums go down and ideally, you know, divorce rates over 50%. That's to me is, again, part of what I want to try to figure out is how do we fix 67% obesity, 50% divorce rate or higher you got 20 plus people we can help on a, on a daily for Signet, uh, for my company, we can help 20 plus people and families, you know, every single day. I heard a great quote one time that people go to church and they wait all week to go to that church on Sunday for one hour. 
yet as a business owner, I don't have any part-time people. I don't think you do really right. either. So we have 40 hours minimum. I have 40 hours that I can be having a positive impact and be sharing these different things and trying to not necessarily be a preacher, but I can share the knowledge that I have and again, try to be a positive influence and, and see what we can do to help those that are on the team with, with us at Signet and with you at Winchester Metals. Yeah, I agree, David. I, I think that's um, a good segue into what we're going to be doing on this podcast, which is talking about topics like that and how <clears throat> how we can try to figure out ways to influence our employees um, to be healthy, which in turn will help our business be healthy. And that's, you know, that's our, <clears throat> our mantra, healthy team, healthy business. We, we think those two things can go hand in hand. Um, the, the way we do that, how we approach those subjects are going to be things that you and I will talk about. We'll also interview other subject matter experts that we can uh, bring on our podcast to talk with about the various aspects of doing all those things and how those outcomes can, can happen. Um, another thing I think will be interesting, David, that we'll do, maybe encourage our listeners to stick around towards the end of each podcast, is we want to share success stories. Um, of our teams, of listeners who send us information that they can share. Um, but then also, you know, you and I each have our own things that we work on because if you're not going to do this yourself, you can't stand up and tell other people to do it. And I think you, you definitely stand by that. And I know I do. So just curious if you got anything going on right now that maybe something that we could check back in on you with in another couple episodes to share with our audience that might be interesting. Yes. Yeah, uh, right now, the the cool big thing that's going on in in outside of my my work environment, if you will, is is my wife and I just bought ten acres and hopefully going to buy some more land uh, in the adjoining property to ours. But ten acres right now, uh, kind of going in the direction of trying to be more homesteading, be responsible for our own our own food sourcing. Uh, the whole COVID pandemic and going to the grocery store, not being able to buy things seeing this the the craziness of the country last year really pushed us into wanting to buy land and and that, that's not really your background right i mean no. you weren't wasn't like you were like me like a farm kid i mean that's not your background no i grew up right outside dc uh right in vienna virginia um so majority of the time off the podcast i'm asking josh how do i gut an animal how do i hunt deer how do i hunt rabbits birds, we're gonna have whatever. a good we're gonna have fun this fall oh yeah so so yeah no it's about the furthest um thing from my background as well as my wife my wife grew up as a military kid moving all over the place living on a lot of little small islands so neither of us have a background in uh homesteading uh, but she really is taking up more of she's a, a vegetarian for the most part. So she's really looking at how do we eat the natural plants, the morel mushrooms, the turkey tails, what can we do with these different mushrooms and different things that are naturally growing on our property, as well as starting our own garden. So we're, we're prepping the garden spot. We live on the top of a ridge, so the soil's not the best. Um, yeah. But we're prepping the, the soil and doing organic uh, farming there. So I've got tarps down right now, trying to bring some bugs and some other things to the soil to to bring the diversity to the soil that we need to, to be able to organically farm. And then, yeah, we're looking at you know, doing some, some serious hunting on the property strictly for, again, just supplying my family with our own meat. We know where it's coming from. We know who got it uh, and not having to deal with food scarcity. And then ideally I'd like to be able to bring other people out to the property, my teammates that I work with at Signet, as well as other uh, people in the community and teaching them these same, um, 
things that we've gone so far away from back to the, you know, our, our, our roots of, of being cavemen and knowing how to, to, again, naturally just do these things. Now, if we don't know how to go to the fridge or, you know, we're lost if, if it's not in the fridge yeah. or it's not in the grocery store. And again, I didn't grow up at all in that manner, but it just is starting to the things that are happening in our society is saying, why do we not know at all where our food's coming from? Why do we not know at all how to run a garden for the most part? Why are we running 70% obesity? It's because we're getting things out of a box. We're not moving. We're not challenging ourselves. We're just accepting the status quo of whatever's being preached at us um, from the media or the doctors and, and not kind of, again, thinking at all about it with that mindset of, like I said, constant improvement. And maybe some of what they're saying is accurate, but maybe that doesn't apply to me. Or maybe I don't want to just have chronic illness or chronic fatigue. I want to change that. And that to me is how you start to go about it. You start to get back to your roots and you start to see where these things are coming from and what impact they have on our body and our mind and our spirits. So. Yeah. I, I love that journey you're going on, David. I think it's fun. It's, um, and I hope um, I get to contribute in some way. That'll be, that'll be a lot of fun. You already have. <laughs> yeah, I already have a little bit. Um, that, I mean, I, I love that stuff. And we're, we're doing some of that, you know, same stuff in our house. Um, my wife and I both, you know, grew up, you with with the gardens and all that kind of stuff i grew up hunting fishing so some of that's a little more familiar to me but um i've been a victim of of the easy you know easy life too i mean it's it's easy to fall into you just go grab this and grab that um and it's it's hard work and it's time consuming to do it the other way but um for, you know for us you know deer hunting and stuff like that in my family has been something we've done forever we you know, do our own butchering we do our own processing um so uh, I'm glad I have that skill set, but it's, I'd love to be able to kind of enhance that a little bit and kind of do, do what you're talking about doing. Um, so I'll, I'll just chime in with my, some, something I'm doing is not related to that. Um, my latest challenge actually is more of a mental challenge for me than a physical one. I've done the physical ones in the past. Like I mentioned, I, I got into martial arts when I was in college and I, I took that pretty far and then, um, got into bodybuilding, um, I went back, got my MBA, you know, at some point when I was still working full time, which was tricky. Um, and so now what I'm doing is, um, I'm learning to play the piano. <laughs> so, um, I, I've been around music my whole life. Um, I started playing stringed instruments when I was in my teens. So 30 some years of that now, but, um, I never learned to read music. Um, and the piano always, it was attractive to me, but I never figured it out. I never really took the time to do it, but um, it's something I'm doing with my daughter. We have someone that comes to the house once a week and does a 30 minute lesson with each of us. And it's a blast. It's a little bit of time we can share together. Uh, but for me, it's, that's the biggest challenge I have right now, as far as it's basically like learning another language, um, at 47 years old, it's not the easiest thing to try to get your brain to do, but, um, I'm, I'm fighting through it and getting, getting it figured out. So maybe one episode I'll, I'll bring my keyboard and play, play a couple songs or something. <laughs> Uh, that could be interesting. Um, so that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, and you know, I, I keep my health journey the same. Uh, I'm happy with how things were, are working for me as far as my nutrition. And I, we can maybe share some of our individual protocols in future episodes. Um, you know, I work out in my basement. I still love to lift weights, but I, I, I do it now in my basement gym, um, and mess with some of that stuff. So, um, that's kind of where that stuff is for me now. So, um, yeah, hopefully everybody now has got a flavor for where you and I come from, uh, what our what our mindset is as far as why we feel like we need to share this. 
Um, and in future episodes, we're going to dive into some of these topics deeper. We hope our listeners will, um, will come back and check in with us. What would we have lined up next, David, we're, we're going to kind of dive into? So in our next episode, stay tuned to, to find out the, the myth of, is it expensive to be healthy? You know, there's just the, always the talk of, I can go through the drive-thru at McDonald's, get two cheeseburgers and a small fry for three bucks. And that's the, that's just, I eat that way because it's inexpensive. And, you know, as we both know, that's just such a common myth. And stay tuned to the next episode where we dispel that myth and show you how easy it is to match that same price. But then in turn, you're going to also feel good at the end of your day and not feel like garbage as well as know where your food's coming from. So stay tuned for the next episode. Yeah. Well, thanks, David. See you uh, you soon and we'll catch up with everybody on episode number two. Thank you all. Thank you for listening to another episode of Healthy Team, Healthy Business Podcast. We'd love to hear any feedback, questions, or similar experiences our listeners have had. Please email any questions to teamdudes at healthyteamhealthybusiness.net. Or you could find us on Instagram at healthyteamhealthybusiness8. Or visit our website, healthyteamhealthybusiness.net.